Hello, thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Wise Content Creates Wealth. You've heard that content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. This podcast is about understanding how you can make and utilize wise content to prove your company's bottom line. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, and I am a marketing technology expert who has built a multi-million dollar company, and I'm also an award-winning content producer. Uh, my company is Galileo Tech Media, and we're a leader in providing wise content and smart SEO. Our wise content is all types of content that incorporates semantic science, behavioral science, AI, and data to make content that converts better and gets better rankings in the search engines. So in a few minutes, we'll be talking to Jess Nowak, the Director of Strategic Accounts, Global Agency Partners at Bright Edge. Bright Edge is an enterprise tool we use at Galileo and does wonderful things for our content. Uh, and I mentioned it a, a couple of weeks ago, so uh, it sh should come no surprise that I wanted to bring them on here. And I'll be introducing uh, Jess in a second. But first, some news. Um, so in the last uh, month, uh, Google has a, a made a search advance that they announced. Uh, that is important for content marketing and for search engine optimization. And it's called, it's called passage ranking. And what does that mean? Um, so let me read the quote that they gave you uh, from the Google product teams and it'll sort of give you an uh, idea. So it's a very, speci very specific searches can be the hardest to get right. Since sometimes the single sentence that answers your question might be buried deep within a web page. We, that being Google, recently made a breakthrough in ranking and now are able to not just index pages, but in, in individual passages from pages. Now, this is, this is, you know, seems somewhat small, but I think it's like a lightning bolt because now they're not only uh, ranking pages uh, for the content, they're ranking passages within pages. Um, and, and, and specific sections within pages that best matches a user intent and best answers their question. So this is really focused on, um, you know, the long tail, the questions that people might have or very specific, long, you know, involved searches. Uh, Google justified it by saying a better understanding of the relevancy of specific patch, better understanding the relevancy of specific patches, passages, and not just the overall page, we can find that needle in a haystack information you're looking for. And then here's another big part from them is that this technology will improve about 7% of search queries across all languages as they roll it out globally. Well, if you think 7% is not much, I mean, we're talking about billions and trillions of searches here. It's gonna be, it's gonna be huge in terms of its impact. Um, so their crawlers are getting smarter uh, and, and understanding the content within our pages and the context within our pages and, and finding the correct answer that, uh, that they will want to deliver to, um, to people. So, um, so it's pretty important to understand what are we going to do about it? And I have some basic ideas. Uh, you know, what are we going to do about it? Well, the first thing you need to do, we're going to need to do is structure our content to answer specific queries. Now, if you've been doing things like schema and FAQ schema, you're probably uh, maybe doing a little bit of this, but it, it becomes important to do it even more. 
Um, so you, you, you want to structure your content around answering qu questions. Uh, and then you want to use related terms and terms and concepts within your content. You know, talk about, talk about the topics and subtopics and, and other kinds of queries that, that make sense with your content. So you want to have a more holistic and complete answer in your, your content so that, you know, it can maybe even show up for multiple passages. Um, and then you need to have a good, good content structure. And that means use your heading tags appropriately. You know, give it a real structure, H1 at the top with the title, then H2s and 3s and the other heading tags down through there in a way that gives it a structure that's, you know, the passages are a question, answer, question, answer, you know, that it, that it can have a, a, a way for the search engines to sort of programmatic, programmatically identify where this information is. Um, and, of course, you should use schema. Um, you should be using schema already um, while it's not, Supposedly a ranking factor, we find it is a great ranking uh, enhancement, and it also gets you better um, better search results. The, the structure of your search results can be immensely improved, and you can show up in all sorts of different kinds of search when you use schema. Uh, and there's some uh, great tools out there, including Bright Edge, to help you do that and understand what you should do. Uh, and now that I've mentioned Bright Edge, let me introduce Jess Nowak. She's a native of Silicon Valley, and she's been with Bright Edge since 2014. And she is uh, she is now in charge of uh, the strategic uh, relationships and agency partnerships, and is growing that community. And she, that's how she knows us and uh, and and helps us understand and use Bright Technology better. So, hello, Jess. Hi. How Thank you, you so much. That's for that California. lovely introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me a little bit more about your background. How did you get into the search engine world to begin with? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think like most people who are in the, the search engine optimization world uh, now, um, we probably had no intention of, of ending up in the search engine optimization <laughs> world. <laughs> um, it wasn't really, you know, a thing. It wasn't really a, a you know, uh, as, as big of a channel, um, you know, as, as some of the other more... Uh, popular longer running channels like paid media. Um, so, you know, I kind of happened into it like, like most of the other, uh, you know, most of the other people in our industry did, you know, that kind of found themselves in, the, in it within, I don't know, maybe 10, seven to 10 years ago, that, that window, I think a lot of us just kind of happened into it. But, um, you know, Earlier in my career, um, I found myself uh, patterning towards a lot of different roles that really were centered around like grassroots marketing, community building, um, and you know that type of um, that type of work and, and that type of kind of outreach and uh, growth marketing, um, not intentionally. And it was just kind of funny that over time these roles you know started to kind of manifest themselves. Um, and I think you know a lot of people probably go through this and as part of their career. Um, and I kind of just started following, you know, different paths and, um, you know, being in the heart of the Silicon Valley, I'm very fortunate to be exposed to so many opportunities from a technology perspective. When, um, you know, when I was approached by Bright Edge a uh, little over six and a half years ago already, um, you know, it was very interesting to, um, you know, to see a new enterprise technology on the market for 
Um, you know, for something that I knew, I knew was there, something that I use right as a, as a consumer and as somebody who uses uses the web regularly. Um, organic search was something that I I was vaguely aware of, um, but I thought it was very interesting that this company was um, you know really investing in this channel. Um, and, um, you know, they seem to be really the, um, you know, the largest player in the market from the enterprise, you know, perspective. And today we absolutely are. Um, but I kind of just continued down that path and, um, you know, grew with the company. Um, you know, <laughs> the company is now about three times the size it was uh, when I started. And, you know, my role has changed, I don't know, four or five times, um, you know, throughout the course of that. Um, but again, kind of going back to the theme of, you know, my um, natural tendencies Kind of being in more grassroots or more community building partnerships, um, you know, the uh, agency partnerships team was a natural fit for me. And so, as we have grown this team and, and evolved our offering and worked with uh, you know partners just like your team at Galileo, um, you know, it's really been uh, a, a you know a, a huge fulfilling experience, um, and you know, something that I would have never kind of expected, uh, you know, five, six years ago when I was first starting this, but, um, you know, really taking what I love about technology and then meshing that with what I love about community building. Um, you know, that's really kind of how I ended up where I am today. Well, you know, I remember 2014, um, SEO Moz had just started to change themselves to Moz, right? And mm-hmm. SEO was sort of like the term was, you know, it was be- being depreciated and people were now doing inbound marketing, inbound marketing. So Bright Edge comes in and, and you focus in on SEO at, at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was just, um, you know, when, you know, our, our founders, uh, Jim Yu and Lem Park, they, you know, when they tell the story, really, it was just they saw the opportunity, you know, for this channel that was largely untapped. You know, they saw Google evolving into what they, how they were serving and, and kind of the opportunity outside of, of paying for for ads, you know, on Google. And, and they really just wanted to hone in on it and take advantage yeah. of it. Well, you know, SEO is now, you know, now hip again, in a sense. <laughs> I don't know if it'll ever really be hip, but... <laughs> like the nerd side of the marketing world. But it's a a fundamental part of online marketing, which a lot of people don't realize. So so what is Bright Edge today? Yeah. um, So Bright Edge is an enterprise SEO and content marketing platform. So we are predominantly a a data company, right? So the core of our technology is is our data set. It's, It's the largest proprietary data set um, of organic search data uh, across Google uh, that exists, you know, the only third largest index in general uh, next to, you know, Google and, and Bing themselves. Um, and so, you know, what we, we approach everything from a data first mentality. And so over the years, we have evolved our offering and really uh, in, in more in the terms of, of creating an enterprise solution that makes it easy for our customers uh, and our partners um, to leverage our data set, make sense of it, interpret the insights and actually put them into action uh, so they can actually improve and drive revenue um, you know, to their businesses. I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's what we do. We, um, you know, we help drive revenue. Um, but, um, you know, overall, um, you know, we are still fundamentally a, an, an enterprise data set. So, um, 
I mean, do you have like big server farms or what? I mean, how do you manage the <laughs> uh, data? Yeah, so so we do have a number. <laughs> we do have a number of, of of different servers that we use. Um, you know, we we maintain an index of over four billion you know uh, search topics globally or in the U.S. alone, and then you know times that times seventeen different uh, global uh, indexes uh, at that scale. Um, you know, it's it's something that we invest a lot of money in. <laughs> um, it does take a lot of, of server power uh, yeah. in order to uh, to maintain it, but that is that is the core of our business. And so, um, but we also think it's very important for us to own our own data set, right? For us to be able to control and curate and validate in uh, um, in a way that we feel confident in, in delivering it to our customer base. So that's why we go that that extra length to actually maintain and own our our entire data set and 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 no floating islands right uh, you know i think like <laughs> i think at one point google had a thing where they were going to have float uh float uh, server farms out on giant ships out in the ocean but and, uh, <laughs> not that i'm aware of <laughs> okay cool I, it might be a place you know and then the deck could be a place to go and have a little vacation <laughs> All right. When we come back, you're going to tell me what is search, at least from Mm -hmm. Bright Edge perspective. Hi, this is uh, Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast. And my guest, Jess Nowak. You know, when I um, when I, I say this, I got two podcasts, and I almost said "Gateway to the Smokies," <laughs> which is, you know, we have to I have to watch that. So anyway, uh, you know, when people talk about search, I remember back in the day, long before Google and any of the search engines, search meant you went into a structured database and you were searching through a field to find something, uh, a piece of data, and then all of a sudden, search engines came along on the on the web, and it was all this unstructured data, and it was like, wow, they can do that. That's pretty awesome. Uh, but now, search means many things to different people. So, I'd like to know what is it? Uh, what does Bright Edge hang its hat on? Yeah. So, you know, to us, search is fundamentally the voice of the customer, right? Um, you know, there is no better way to understand, you know, consumer behavior than to, to look at, at search data, right? Um, and, you know, what's really important to know is that, you know, search is the largest marketing channel. And we've done this, we've done this research year over year, and we, we've revalidated this data. And search data makes up, uh, uh, you know, search traffic rather makes up a, a just over 51% of all web traffic, um, you know, today. And it has been the same story for, you know, well over five, six years now since we've kind of been compiling this, this information. And so if you think about how people interact and, you know, how people solve problems in their everyday life, you know, they're largely doing that, you know, through search. And so the, the information that we're able to collect as, as a part of that is incredibly important to um, you know making critical business decisions, and you know so when we look at search, when we think about search, there's a couple of different components that are are really important you know to to keep in mind, right? Um, you know intent, right? Search intent. What what are they looking for? What problem are they looking to solve? Um, and and relevance. And so you talk about this a lot in this podcast. 
um, you know, around, you know, relevant content, right? How do we make sure that we're actually producing the right content for the right audience? We need to know what people are looking for. So we need to have that search data, that voice of the customer data to understand what, what it is that they're looking for. You know, how do they describe it, right? What are the other related topics that, that come up, you know, within similar queries, right? And the more visibility we have into that, the better we can understand what the end intent is and the better we can really cater content, you know, to that end user and make it, you know, really, um, you know, content that drives revenue, conversions and revenue, because we don't just want to drive clicks, right? We want to drive quality clicks. Right. So you guys probably intently pay attention to the paid, you know, uh, rank brain and the things it does, right? I mean, are you able, like, you know, rank brain knows that when people search for pizza, most of the time they're just looking for pizza delivery near them and not looking for the recipe of pizza. Is that something that you guys also understand? Yeah, we actually, yeah, we have, we have, um, you know, basically identical technology built into our, um, into our platform that sits on top of our, our, you know, large database, right, and um, performs, you know, essentially the same kind of rank brain methodology um, to, to surface semantically related topics, you know, based off of actual search intent. That's something that, um, you know, is, is really important right, um, to our consumers. And it's important to kind of see trends and how, how that might change over time as well. We saw it earlier in 2020, right, when, um, when we, uh, when, you know, uh, simple, simple topics like face masks, right, okay. the intent started to change so, so dramatically throughout the course of 2020, where, where previously, you know, it was, a, uh, you know, I think the, um, the most relevant, um, you know, topics to face masks were largely in the beauty industry, right? And, you know, largely in um, treatments, right? Beauty treatments, right? And, you know, it, it has, you know, if in terms of kind of the intent for at least the, the second half of, of 2020, that, that intent moved, you know, largely more in the direction of, you know, PPE, right? And so we see these patterns shift, you know, back and forth all the time, so we, we do invest a lot in, in ensuring that we're able to understand, um, you know, semantic relevance in the same way that Google is looking at it. Great. So, uh, you know, this, this pod- podcast is about wise content. So let's get to that meat. All right. So uh, there's a lot of content options out there. You know, you mentioned mm-hmm. in talking, I mean, things like emails, social media, ebooks, white papers, videos. Oh, there's, there's a million different ones. All right. It's a large content battlefield. So how does Bright Edge help us decide which content to create uh, or uh, what I say, or create wise content? Yeah, absolutely. So we use a couple of different methodologies to, um, you know, to determine what would be, you know, good, effective content, right? The first one is, you know, that, that search data with, you know, the semantic relevance um, you know, applied. The second aspect is actually, um, you know, looking at and understanding, you know, our customers' websites, right? What does their existing content speak to? What direction uh, is their is their baseline website, um, you know, going, right? Because we want to make sure that we are, um, you know, creating informed content that's that's relevant to their business. Um, and you know, the third thing, and, and this is what I actually find the most helpful. Um, across our customer base, but also just as a as a consumer, you know, kind of seeing it from this side, um, is we're looking, we're using the competitive marketplace, right? The data that we can leverage across who is who is Google actually serving in these top performing positions, right? And what other content 
do they have across their site that's likely contributing to it? So we look at competitive patterns mm-hmm. and that's a huge piece of how we inform what, you know, what smart or wise content will look like, right? We want to know who is actually being rewarded and what are the patterns across those pages that are being rewarded? Cool. You know, when we, uh, we 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 had a re- I, 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 we had a recent client that we used uh, you know we used Bright Edge on, you know, and in the discovery of content, you know, we discovered that the share voice, which is a metric that you guys uh, put put together, which is really great for people to understand how big a share of voice they have um, in the markets in the marketplace, is that the, this com- this in this space, which was in the construction industry, sixty percent of the share of voice was in video. Right. That's right. Uh, that is like, and that just totally, just totally changed the whole focus of how we were going to think about producing content for this client. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was important. I, mean, I think it's an important thing to understand where the share voice is. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you, you, you started, you mentioned there, uh, wise, uh, you know, used interchangeably wise content, smart content, but I think you have a more, um, you have a more specific meaning for smart, smart content. So tell me what that is. Yeah. So um, a couple of uh, years ago, oh gosh, I say a couple of years. And actually what I mean is like four or five years ago, <laughs> because time flies uh, so quickly when you're having fun. Um, so about four or five years ago, we started really recognizing that this was a challenge across our customer base. And so we started developing you know, new technologies that were largely AI driven, right? Um, and um, to help, um, you know, with uh, to help our customers, you know, identify and create, you know, new content, you know, that that was meaningful for their their consumers. And um, you know, so we developed a product that um, we we ended up calling Bright Edge Content. Um, and it's it's taken many evolutions over the last couple of years. Um, but one of the primary components of it is the Bright Edge Content Ideation, right? So it's a smart content ideation technology. Um, and, and what it does is, you know, it takes a look at our, our customer's website when it's, you know, deployed. And um, it'll also take a look at any named competitor websites that the customer gives us. You know, these are our direct competitors. We'll, we'll absolutely work that into, um, you know, kind of the equation. And then we're going to look across our entire index uh, of data. And we're going to understand, we're going to work to understand, you know, where in our uh, you know, where across our customer site are there topics that are, they're there, but they're not there in a way where there's true, you know, meaningful opportunity to actually perform right now. And so we surface that those opportunities that are just, they're just not there and we need to, you know, really rethink this. Um, and then we look across, you know, their competitor set and then we look across our, our wider database and we aggregate clusters of, of topic um, of topics, right? Um, that you know we then provide in, in what we call content briefs, you know, through the platform, you know, to the customer based off of the topics that um, you know are, are relevant, um, you know, based off of the existing pages within their site. And we provide them in clusters because obviously the intention of smart content is really to create new, longer form content. So anything from you know three hundred or so characters or more. Right. Not necessarily these aren't this this type of technology is not really applied to product pages. It's really applied to, um, you know, actual inform, informative content. And so 
then when we go out and we we you know look for what is being served you know by Google for this, we're actually also then we're going to dedupe out all of the things that might be kind of noise, right? We're not really looking for what Wikipedia is doing, but what we're looking for is what other um you know leaders from a, a true content informative content perspective are doing. Um, and, you know, all of that comes into this, this beautiful brief for the customer to, to use to inform, okay, this is what our, this is what's actually working in, in the landscape really well. You know, these, this is your universe of related topics. And this is the overall demand of this topic. And, you know, with all of these different elements, um, you know, the customer is actually able to make a really informed decision about, you know, what type of content they should be creating that's actually going to create engagement. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we're using all these different sources to validate that before it's even delivered as an idea to the customer. That's great. Um, you know, and and I think in, you know, you, you also, you know, you also help, uh, we, I know you help us organize it into topical clusters, right? With that, Mm -hmm. with that same technology, right? Yep, absolutely. So there's a couple of different things that we do. Um, you know, there's within, you know, different components of, of the workflow and the technology, but a huge piece of, you know, the, um, you know, what helps really drive, you know, effective decision making is, is that content clustering. Yeah. Cool. So when we come back, uh, we're going to talk more about, uh, Bright Edge and some of the things that you do in automating things. Hello, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Wise Content uh, Creates Wealth podcast uh, with my uh, guest Jess Nowak of Bright Edge. So, you know, when um, when we're talking about really large sites like enterprise sites, the SEO becomes also and, and content marketing becomes a problem of scale. Um, I remember when we helped merge all of, of, of Starwood's sites into Marriott's, you know, we had to do things like map every URL into new URLs on the, on the new merge sites. And that was an incredibly, uh, huge task or, you know, we, you know, I think at one point we were having to do 40,000 pieces of content. And so, uh, companies that, you know, the enterprise really has some problems with things that you think sort of mundane on, you know, on an individual basis, but then when you, on small basis, but when you take it to scale, it becomes comprehensive. And, you know, one of the exciting prospects that I see for wise content is the idea of content automation, how you make content met better on the fly, how you make it more optimized, how you create content in response to personalization, AI, all sorts of things. So Bright Edge is taking a big jump into that whole space of automating content, content with, with a new product called uh, Bright Edge Autopilot. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you're right. The There is a huge challenge in the space in terms of scalability. Um, but the other big challenge is there's not a lot that you can really automate without getting in trouble or getting dinged, yeah. <laughs> right? And so, you know, it's, 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 it's always a challenge, but, um, you know, when we were thinking about our helping our customers produce effective content, you know, the other thing that we really, we really had to think about was how do we get this new content seen? How do we help it perform as quickly as possible? 
And, you know, one of the, in kind of looking at what we can do from an automation perspective and kind of assessing, you know, what was kosher, if you will, in the eyes of Google, um, you know, one of the biggest opportunities that, that we saw over the years was, um, you know, our customers' internal linking structure. So one of the first components of Bright Edge Autopilot, and we call it Autopilot because it's self-driving SEO. Um, and so one of the first components of, of Autopilot is the self-connected pages component. Um, and so this, again, was just an area that we, we saw a lot of opportunity in because internal linking is, is cumbersome, to say the least. If you have a large site, it's probably not done very well, and you're probably not updating it very often. It's, it's tedious. And, you know, also in order for it to be really effective from an SEO perspective, you actually have to put some thought um, into, you know, the, the anchor text, right, that you're using to link specific pages, uh, you know, the, the intent of the different pages and, and how well they actually relate to each other. Um, and so, you know, that's a challenge, you know, on its own. And so what we did was we developed Autopilot, which is a technology that allows us to basically integrate into our customers' content management systems. And, um, you know, uh, apply, uh, you know, strategic internal linking, um, which is, you know, dynamically uh, updating on, on a regular basis. But our technology, what it does is the, uh, it goes in and it basically identifies, you know, the, the related pages across the site. Um, and it's going to identify related pages, but it's also going to identify the pages, you know, that we call low hanging fruit, right? Where from a non-branded perspective, you know, they're not actually performing very well, but there may be, maybe there's non-branded topics where these pages are performing for on, you know, page two of the, of the Google SERP, right? So stuff where, you know, there's, there's going to be some room to grow. Um, and so, you know, we go in and we identify, you know, related pages across the site and we implement internal links from, you know, pages with high authority, right, that are getting a lot of, you know, equity, uh, already, and, and we just kind of help boost and distribute, you know, page by page, link by link, keyword by keyword, right? You know that that equity across the site, you know, to those pages that that are within, you know, striking distance, right? And and over time, you know, on an individual basis, each each individual link, you know, it's it's not going to move the needle, right? But over time and at scale. Um, and with the volume, what we start to see is a, um, you know, a natural lift that occurs in terms of, you know, non-branded visibility on, on the first page of the Google SERP. Um, so, you know, it's, it's very uh, effective in terms of, you know, uh, um, you know the, the time savings that it provides, but it also is very effective in terms of, you know, the non-branded, you know, visibility that, that it provides in a rather short period of time. So, um, you know, something that would otherwise probably take something like nine months manually kind of is reduced down to, you know, roughly like a 90 day period. And we actually start to see results right away. Cool. And you also do something with the images, don't you? I mean, that's, uh, yep. that's one of the, uh, the, that's the, it's boring, but it's incredibly it's important. It's very boring, but it's, <laughs> it's very, very important. important. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, you know, our self-enhancing mobile technology, um, you know, was uh, was rolled out early in 2020. Um, and, you know, what that really allows us to do is, you know, similarly plug into our client site and identify, um, you know, areas of their site that might have images where um, it might be affecting, you know, load time, right? And so when we think about the mobile experience and we think about, you know, over the last like, couple of years, there's always this... Uh, um, you know, looming um, over us, right? You know, the mobile algorithm, what are you going to get hit with? What is the page experience? 
right? And so um, self-enhancing mobile, basically, you know, it's always on. Uh, it's an always on image optimization, you know, solution um, to help boost page speed, right? And, and really improve that experience. Um, we provide about, roughly about a 30 to 40% compression um, uh, of, of images with no visible loss in quality, right? And the direct impact in terms of, you know, of uh, on the page lift, right? So about, um, you know, almost 60% average compression, uh, compression size across, across their images, across an entire page, right? And overall, it's going to continue to work and it's going to continue to deliver that. And so although a little bit different than what the self-connecting pages are able to provide in terms of visible ROI in numbers and, and driving you know, additional traffic and revenue, what we're, what we're able to see here um, is you know, a, a visible you know, change in page load time, which we know, you know Google has made it very clear that that is something that's absolutely um, critical to you know, their, what they want for their user experience, right? And so that is absolutely a ranking factor. Um, and, you know, that's something that is, you know, on, on everybody's mind. Um, and again, it's something that can be challenging to do, especially in uh, e-commerce verticals. Um, you know, especially, I think we've seen a lot of value from uh, our e-commerce customers, you know, using that piece of the technology, particularly. Well, you know, the, isn't uh, May the deadline when uh, Core Web Vitals, which yes. is an initiative by Google to, you know, enforce a lot of speed and usability factors to become yep. reality. And this well, this would be for a large site, this would be sort of a maybe a solution for a critical problem that they have facing a big deadline, which is May, right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. So needless to say, our teams are very busy. Um, and we're proactively, you know, educating our customer base. But we've been rolling this out for uh, this aspect of, of autopilot out for just over a year now. And um, you know, we we've kind of you know we're lining up you know the customers who who need it you know the most. Um, but yes, the you know core web vitals is absolutely a conversation that we're having with our customers. This is one component, right? You know, again, there, there's a lot of different pieces to it, but this is one component where if we can kind of mitigate the amount of time, energy, and effort it takes to take care of this, really allows uh, our customers and our partners like you to to get to the work that really requires you know human insight and fine tuning, right? So again, we can't automate everything. We can't automate very much actually from an SEO perspective without getting in trouble, but what can we do that's actually going to be um, an effective dent? Yeah. So how many customers do you have on autopilot? Is it effective? Yes. So <laughs> we have about 1,200 customers in the U.S. Uh, on autopilot today. That number is growing every week. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, it works on every site, right? The question is just how much uplift is it going to get? And that really has to do with how much low-hanging fruit exists on the site. So the larger the site, generally, the larger the, you know, potential ROI is, um, you know, it, it, but, you know, we, it just depends on what, what is a meaningful uplift for our customers, um, you know, and it's something that, you know, we, we evaluate on, a, on an individual site-by-site -site basis and make sure that our, our customers have a very realistic idea of what it can do for them before, you know, obviously going through the process of implementing it. But it's a very light implementation, you know, relative to, to what I've seen for, you know, other technologies. And, um, yeah, it, it does. It works every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. So, um you know, you, you've mentioned low-hanging fruit a couple of times, and you know, and we 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 use low-hanging fruit in our, our initial, uh, you know, our initial offering to clients based upon Bright Edge. Can you uh, can you explain it a bit deeper? Yeah, absolutely. I know it's a, it's a catchphrase, and I 
Like, yeah, striking distance or low-hanging fruit. We, we love this, this phrase at Bright Edge. Um, but really what it represents is what is just below the fold, right? I think, I think probably more people across the industry are, are somewhat familiar with the concept of the fold. So you have, you know, what you see vi- visibly, right? Uh, when, you're, you know, when you're in the search engine, right? When you're making a search, what you see right away uh, before you have to start scrolling down. And so below the fold is roughly the second half of page one and, and probably page two, because nobody really goes much further than that. But if you're there, then that means you have you have enough authority on a topic where Google is inching you up and, and you're getting pretty close. You may actually get a click every now and then, but it's not enough to actually generate meaningful traffic. And we want to focus on those areas because you know that's gonna those are gonna be that's where we're gonna be able to move the needle. If you're on page two, we can, you know, we can find a way to, you know, you can find a way to get yourself to page one, right? With, with a little bit of work, it's definitely possible. But if you're on page four, five, six, right? Although maybe those might be your your BHAG, your your big, hairy, audacious goal keywords, right? Or topics, yeah. um, you know, it's just, it's just not really a great use of your time because you have a longer way to go. So low-hanging fruit is really just like, what are going to be, you know, the, the, easy, the easier opportunities where we can drive more traffic right now. Yeah, I love the I love uh, that. What happens though is that you know when you provide those low hanging fruits and we go after them, what happens is is that a few months later, you then There's find e- you find even better low hanging. There's more. Fruit. And then tell us how to optimize for that even There's better. Always more. That's that's, that's, that's a wonderful that's, trick, right? The There's always more. Is, is a beautiful strategy. So when we come back, we're going to talk about another product that you have, and then maybe some predictions for the future. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Wise Content Creates Wealth Podcast, and my guest, Jess Nowak of uh, Bright Edge. So Bright Edge is good at finding opportunities. I know that for a fact. So you have a, a new product, other product called Market Insights. And I think that's built around that. Can you uh, give us some insights on Market Insights? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so this is a, um, a very new product for our, our technology stock, one that we've been developing, um, you know, over a long period of time. But really, um, you know, everything that we talked about in this podcast up until now has been rather granular, right? The opportunities that are, are at hand that are kind of in the pipeline for actionability. And, you know, when we think about our largest customers, our, our largest global customers, um, you know, and we think about, you know, how search data can really be used to inform decisions across the wider business. Um, you know, this is really a technology that we've built to address, you know, a very specific problem, which is when we're thinking about really large customers, um, uh, you know, in, in large corporations, right? Um, you know, planning cycles are, are, you know, marketing planning cycles, you know, they're getting shorter. Um, and, you know, traditional market analysis, you know, it can still take, you know, three to six months to, to actually execute on. And so, you know, um, marketers and businesses, they need, you know, they need insights on how their their consumers are discovering products and thinking about their brands, and they need to do that faster, right? And so this is kind of taking a step back from, you know, the granular aspects of our, our business, but really looking at the market, you know, that a, a company is serving. So 
Um, you know, market insights, you know, it extends, you know, the value of search across, you know, the wider, you know, marketing roles of a company and decisions of a company um, by leveraging the search data to really pinpoint how, how consumers are making decisions, right? Um, you know, what motivates their purchase, you know, <laughs> you know how, uh, how their pre- preferences are changing over time. And this really allows our customers to, to create, you know, to produce a higher ROI, um, and so, you know, it is a very kind of like big picture product, um, but, you know, it's a um, it's essentially a BI tool, right? So it's a search mm-hmm. data BI tool, which is, is really exciting. Um, and so, you know, it, kind of in summary, you know, it's, it's, you know, it helps our customers understand their addressable opportunities as, as quickly as, as humanly possible, um, <laughs> you know, and, and understand new opportunities as they emerge. Right. And also identify shifts in market demand that, um, you know, that are going to make a, a large impact in terms of how you're spending your, your marketing budget. Right. We, we want to be really smart about um, optimizing our marketing budgets. And, um, you know, it, even if we had pre-planned, you know, a, a content calendar, you know, six, nine months in advance and we but we start to see a shift in the market and shift in, in the, the trends of, um, you know, how our consumers are, are behaving you know, we want to be able to respond to that, right? We want to be able to respond to that and actually, you know, course correct um, in a way that we're, you know, we're going to be maximizing our dollar. And so that's really the big picture idea of, um, you know, what market insight is and who it's for. Right. I bet you that's had some interesting um, uh, predictions and, and things in this, in this, this year, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, across different industries, there's been a lot of really interesting um, uh, validate. You know, we can make assumptions, right, as people and, and being consumers ourselves, but it really does help validate uh, shifting market trends uh, across a variety of industries. So, uh, so twenty twenty is over. Uh, and all our projections at the beginning of 2020 were useless. Exactly. <laughs> so what does Bright Edge see as the most important content marketing trends for 2021? And can we rely upon them? <laughs> oh, I don't know what we can rely on these days. But I think we have some pretty good, we have a pretty good idea of, you know, based off of the patterns, you know, that we've been able to recognize. And, you know, keeping in mind, we have a wonderful customer base of a highly educated um, uh, in, in the digital marketing world, um, you know, professionals that we are able to ping ideas off of. So a lot of our technology comes and, uh, in, in, you know, and insights actually come from feedback from our, our wonderful customers. Um, and, um, you know, when, when we kind of look at 2021 and some of the emerging trends, what we, what we see is we think there's going to be a lot of growth in terms of B2B digital marketing, right, and content marketing. Um, you know, it was a sector that where we had seen a little bit of growth previously, but now given the loss of, you know, other marketing channels like trade shows and events, right, where the B2B community largely had leveraged this, um, you know, over the years um, to, to generate leads, right? Like that was a huge sales channel. And so with obviously, you know, the complete pause in these types of events, um, you know, in 2020, and, you know, probably a pretty slow roll on getting back to large scale marketing events, um, you know, at the end of 2021 and into 2022, what we really do believe is going to help drive that, that B2B content marketing growth are going to be things like webinars, podcasts just like this, 
right? You know, affiliate marketing partnerships, right? And, and leveraging search data, right, to, to kind of make sure that that content is, is going to be as relevant as possible is going to be critical. Um, you know, but overall, it's, it's going to be, you know, uh, companies that had maybe not, um, you know, valued, you know, search data in the past are, are really going to start valuing it. <laughs> That's right. Okay, great. So any final words of what digital marketers should remember when creating wise content? Yeah, you know, it's it's so important to create engaging content and it's so important to make sure that it's relevant to your audience, but it is so much more important as well to make sure that that content is able to be found. And so, you know, we don't ever want to, um, you know, give anybody the assumption that content alone will drive, you know, revenue and growth to your site. It is so critical to make sure that your content is properly um, is, is is probably supported by a good technical underlying, right? So let's make sure that you know from a technical SEO perspective, we need to make sure that you know we have you know the right construction, right, the right navigation, the right markup, the right internal linking strategy, uh, in order to truly allow the content that you put all of this work and energy and love into to perform, right? That is, that is, you know, content marketers, that is your baby, but do not forget that there are some critical components on the back end that need to happen in order to let it, you know, fly free. <laughs> All right. Well, Jess, how would people uh, reach out to you or reach out to Bright Edge if they want more information? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we have obviously, uh, you know, brightedge.com, B-R-I-G-H-T-E-D-G-E, .com um, is a, a great resource. We have lots of um, case studies and, um, you know, webinars and content on demand. Um, you know, I am always happy to, you know, field questions and point uh, at potential customers in, in the right direction of, of different team members um, across the business that, that would be good to speak to in terms of different opportunities for different industries. Um, you know, my, my email, uh, my corporate email is jnowak at brightedge.com. Um, and, um, you know, again, we have a multitude of different teams. I specialize in our agency partners, particularly helping them really grow their businesses. Um, but we have a, a whole uh, set of solutions teams that cater to retail, to hospitality. Um, you know, and so, you know, we, we do always want to make sure that uh, our customers are getting the most relevant information to their business. Yeah, and I'd like to make a testimony, add my testimony that it's a great relationship to have with the the Bright Edge Agency partnership. They do so much for you, so I recommend any agency listening to investigate that. So thank you, Jess, for being on my podcast. Um, thank you for having me. That's great. Um, so my company that works with Bright Edge is Galileo Tech Media. We are the people to call when you need wise content, smart SEO, and editorial link building. Uh, we give you the confidence to grow your business and the freedom to scale your team. And you can reach us at GalileoTechMedia.com. And I'm Joseph at GalileoTechMedia.com. You can find out more about this podcast at WiseContentCreatesWealth.com. We also have a Facebook page called Facebook.com slash WiseContentCreatesWealth. Um, I'm on the talkradio.nyc network for the live shows. 
Um, you should investigate the other shows on this network. There are some very interesting and a range of really great topics. Uh, I think the one immediately pre uh, preceding this one is called The Entrepreneurial Web, hosted by Jeremiah Fox. And, and while it's focused more on the small business, it is totally informative for anybody that wants to find out. Uh, information about the web that uh, they can take into their their personal business and their and their own uh, uh, business activities. Uh, I do have another podcast on this network, and I'd like I would like everybody to watch that too. If you're interested in travel, we are traveling to the mountains is a safe thing to do. And I have a I have a, a mountain resort in the mountains of North Carolina called the Middle Lark Motel, and I have a podcast called Gateway to the Smokies where I talk about the things you can do in the Smoky Mountains, the places to stay and the, uh, and the, and the food to eat and the things to do. So thank you. Next week will be another episode of Wise Content Creates Wealth. I look for, we'll have a, another good tool uh, to discuss um, and uh, it should be very interesting. So see you next week. Thank you very much. Bye, Jess. 